Before we get started with the show today, I have another listener to thank for a donation. Thank you very much to Gabby Pruitt for her donation of $45. That donation is really going to help us out. If you would like your own shout out on the Messy Studio Podcast, please go to www.messystudiopodcast.com and click the donate button. It's a yellow button in the upper right hand corner, and there you can set up a single time donation or a recurring monthly donation for any amount. So that's www.messystudiopodcast.com and click the donate button. Thanks again to Gabby. On with the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's show, we are talking about art as therapy. As we record this episode a few months into the COVID-19 pandemic, there is so much we don't know. What the situation means in our own lives and in the world at large. How long will this last and what will we endure before it's over? How can our art practices help us through this difficult and anxious time? Today we hear from two art therapists who shared thoughts by email about this topic along with our own thoughts. With me as always is Rebecca Kroll. Hello everyone. So artists are often said to be very sensitive people and I think it's true. We sort of have to be that way to do what we do. Um, And this, many of us have these traits of being quite vulnerable, introspective, um, thoughtful about things we experience. And and those are all personality traits that really help us in our work and connect with what we're doing. But, you know, they can also cause us to possibly be more unsettled than others around us when when we are in a bad situation like we are now, um, and I, I know that there are many, many people I connect with and hear from that are really struggling right now with these, you know, difficult feelings. Um, some artists can keep working and kind of throw themselves into their work, and but some are kind of paralyzed and kind of unable to work. And there are others who are finding comfort in this fairly normal patterns and trying to just keep doing what they're doing. And there's no right or wrong judgment on any of this. We're just we're all just trying to cope. Um, but this in this um, episode, we're going to talk about maybe some of those things that we have developed as artists that might be helpful for us as we do try to cope. Or there do we have some unique perspective as artists that can help us now? And as the title of the episode indicates, we're kind of talking about the therapeutic value of art, not in a clinical sense, really. I mean, just how how can art help? How can we gain strength and and balance through our work at this time? And so, um, as you mentioned, I, I reached out to a couple of art therapists that I'm connected with and got their perspective. And um, also, I'm going to reference um, an article that I read that was quite interesting. And it seemed to me in all of this, and it's kind of sorting through their responses, things I'd read, things I'd thought about, that one of the things that we may be uniquely um, able to do as artists is to accept a certain amount of uncertainty in our lives. And the reason I say that, and this has also been noted by other people, is there are parallels in what we do as artists. Um, we 
we face uncertainty all the time. And of course, it's a more positive thing. I mean, we're, we're, we're developing something in our work. We don't know where it's going. Um, and these other problems that are coming at us from the pandemic are, of course, um, much more threatening and difficult and impactful. But at the same time, you know, for years, for some of us, we've been training ourselves to um, deal with uncertainty and sort of trust the process and trust in, a, in an outcome that will be all right. And so maybe there's something there that you know, we're, we're sort of, we've conditioned ourselves. We don't work in a field where we have certain outcomes ever, right? I mean, we don't work in a, in a way that produces foreseeable future. <laughs> and this is true of our careers as well, right? I mean, um, we're just always sort of walking into uncertainty and everything. And, and possibly there are strengths that we have developed that help us now. This is kind of speculative, but it makes sense to me in a way. Um, and there's also, when you read about uh, what what are characteristics of creative people, of creative minds, I mean, we're all creative in a lot of ways, but that aspect of us that is creative uh, and highly developed in people that are doing creative work all the time is an ability to deal with ambiguity, with situations that are not clear cut, that are not black and white, that because we deal with this all the time. And so we're certainly <laughs> experiencing a lot of ambiguity and not things that are very unsure. Um, and so hopefully at least a part of our way of approaching the world that allows for this and makes it at least acceptable on some level that, you know, we realize we can't change this, of course. Um, and how are we going to accept it? How are we going to deal with it? So, um, and there's also the, the antidote of, you know, embracing the kind of uncertainty that we like, <laughs> you know, the kind we experience in the studio, which is exciting and um, energizing, and turning to that as, as, a, as a way to escape or process seems um, pretty important. Um, and I, I got a, a, an email from my friend in Italy, who's an art therapist and an artist. She's been practicing for 30 years as a therapist. Um, Mima de la Canaleta, um, as I said, she's an art therapist and somebody I've gotten to know because Jerry and I have taught workshops at her place in northern Italy. And so I asked her about this. What, what are her thoughts just generally about artists in this situation that we are now? And, and I'm just going to read what she wrote. Um, as artists, we can stay in the uncertainty for hours, days, or even weeks. We feed on our doubts as important clues to follow. During these past months, the creative process that sustains our work has taken strange turns. It is very difficult to cultivate our being alive in the present situation, but we know that making art is resilience in itself and affirms the human capacity to deal with what she calls the brutality of life. Um, we've touched on this a little bit before in some past episodes of, um, as part of this acceptance of what's going on, that we confront this in our work and we work through it and we, we make it part of what we're doing now as, as a way to process it um, and, and basically go with it, you know, accept what we can't change. Um, and so that seems like kind of a first step, really, just to acknowledge, accept, and try to 
bring this into our work. Um, but then, you know, we still can have this paralysis. I mean, this kind of like, I don't know what to do. Um, I felt it myself. I've had days where I just was overcome by, you know, what all the stuff is going on. It's, it's hard to break out of that sometimes. And it, this kind of uncertainty and fear can really get you in its grip. And um, so this idea of engaging in the uncertainty that you do understand is kind of interesting. It gives you back a sense of control when you go to the studio and you say, yeah, I know how to deal with this. Um, so kind of practical ways that you can do this is um, to try some new things. And we've also addressed this a time or two, but um, to emphasize you know, this may be really a time to just put away whatever you were struggling with before and be very open to new materials, new ideas, new approaches, because they may, if you are intuitively drawn to something different, that may be a real pathway to processing your feelings about this. And for me, as I've mentioned um, in my recent blog post, it's, it's been drawing. It's been it's kind of direct uh, also kind of experimenting and messing around with odd materials and let's see what happens. And it's a playful way of approaching uncertainty. And somehow it helps me to do that. And if you haven't tried that, it might it might be a way. Um, Whatever you can do to avoid paralysis, whether that's um, doing going back to your older style or, or your more comfortable way of working, or whether that's working with something entirely new and detached from what you were doing before. Um, it's, uh, wh whatever approach you take, it's yeah. the important thing is, is just getting out and doing something. Well, right. And, and, and paying attention to what you feel when you work. Cause I think often we feel like, oh, I should be doing this or that. And, and if there was ever a time to not be anxious about the work itself, but just allow it to be therapeutic, release your judgment on it, I'd say this is now, um, who's watching, you know, and, and just go with what feels right. Um, exactly right to you. And and the other part of it, though, I think is, um, is a, reaffirm your commitment to your work. If you've let that go, um, recognize how it has been with you for a long time now and how it's been you and it's been who you are. And when we're feeling so uncertain and anxious to reconnect with that very important part of yourself, um, however you can do it is so important. And um, you can, I mean, you can make mud pies, whatever it is, you know, just <laughs> something to re-engage. And I know this has been a bit of a theme in several of our podcasts that have to do with a, with a pandemic, but I guess it can't be overemphasized because I think so often we have we have a rather cemented idea of who we are supposed to be as artists, and we're we're still very tied to this um, presenting ourselves in a certain way. But we are we can be very private right now, and very few of us have commitments and things that we need to show publicly, and so um, we don't even need to tell anybody we're doing this stuff. But whatever it is, uh, I think it's. It's, it's a really good way to overcome the anxiety because you reconnect with your purpose and you reconnect with who you are by doing this. Um, the other art therapist I wanted to quote from is Barbara Bacon, and she's an artist and an art therapist who's been practicing for 25 years and in a wide uh, range of therapeutic roles. And I'm going to quote from her. Um, 
which goes along with this whole point, research demonstrates that making art, as well as look, simply looking at art, which is another thing that we can talk about, um, can reduce stress by lowering the stress hormone, cortisol. Engaging in any creative activities can help lessen anxiety and fear, encourage creative thinking and problem solving, and elevate mood. At, le at the least, it is a temporary escape or distraction from the current reality. Um, so, you know, finding this way into your work that's that disengages you from all this stuff coming at us from the outside, you know, <laughs> cultivate the inside. And and she suggests, um, even if you're not quite ready to to dive in and, and do all your work as you were doing before, or to do it in a formal, serious way, she suggests just sitting with it um, at times, just having a cup of coffee, listening to some music, sitting in your studio, and just being um, just being present with it. And and then perhaps just make some scribbles or marks uh, on a surface. And she uh, quotes from Paul McCartney in his book, Paintings. Uh, he suggests killing the canvas <laughs> with random marks, mark making, um, as a way to get started, or maybe just for what it is. I mean, this is um, the kind of spontaneous release of emotion that if you go on with the painting, you can cover it up. And I, I actually know a lot of artists that start this way anyway, just um, covering the surface with something. It's a way to get going. You could stare at that blank surface for a long time and feel paralyzed by that. Um, and she says, when mark making is done without the intention of making something, it can serve as relaxation and release of tensions. And I think that is so true. And I, I recently had a comment um, from a friend of mine who does not uh, normally paint in an abstract way. She has in the past, but normally her work is not abstract. But she said she had started something she called her meditation painting, uh, which was, I take it, um, quite abstract. And she said uh, she thinks of it as not making art, and this allows her to just regard it as meditation, as simply just something that she can get into that helps her calm down and feel better, releases expectations. Um, you know, there's no no definite path going on here. It's just putting stuff down. And I thought that was a really interesting comment, uh, especially coming from someone who doesn't normally work that way. So it kind of illustrates the point of, um, you know, allowing yourself to, to try something very different. And that she found it very meditative and calming. So... Um, that's an idea. Uh, one of the other things that Barbara Bacon said was, um, so this is a quote from Picasso. The world today doesn't make sense, so why should I paint pictures that do? Asked Picasso during his personal experiences at a troublesome time in history. Um, and she said, certainly this current time period gives us permission to make art that doesn't make sense. Scribbling and doodling in a journal or sketchbook may suffice and may actually provide fulfilling experiences during this time. Uh, this is a, a very different time that we're in. And, you know, it's also interesting, I think, not only to, to do this thing, to do this kind of non uh, – uh, kind of art without a purpose or without a point that you can identify, it can also be a doorway and it can also open up something that you didn't expect if you care to follow up on it. 
I think we're all we are all feeling quite vulnerable right now, and there's sort of a portal I think to our our perhaps more of our true self than the one we've been cultivating for public consumption for a while. <laughs> so we'll see. Right. And it's it's not that we have to throw that over or anything, but but to explore uh, some other aspect of ourselves now is is good and it can be therapeutic. Well, and where this current crisis is going to end at some point, and it, I mean, it'll probably just be replaced by some new crisis. But um, <laughs> at least, at least we can continue to explore um, during this period of time. And and when it is all over, um, it won't be such a big deal to get back into it. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll have a body of work that is an exploration of this time period. And there's going to be a lot of really interesting art that is created right now. And, um, you know, I think that we should all be a part of it. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's something that maybe it's not like a, a duty to you to, to go out and create art, but I think it's an opportunity. I, I, I think it's something that we can all enjoy together at a time when there isn't a whole lot of joy. Yeah. I I've already seen a few um, sort of online exhibits and things of um, you know the COVID series. I mean, it's right. it is something. I think, as I said in the beginning, the artists tend to have this kind of vulnerable personalities or openness, and it's almost uh, imperative to address it and in some way, um, on some level, even if it's your normal work and you're you're seeing it in a new way or something uh and i guess i don't mean imperative in the sense that if you're if you're feeling paralyzed i don't want to add to the anxiety about that <laughs> nobody's going to know necessarily if you do this or not um but you know we talked before about how that uh some creative expression is is absolutely therapeutic i mean it it really does um, release tension. And what uh, Barbara said was interesting too, even looking at art um, can do this. And whether it's your own art or whether you're looking at stuff online or in books, um, obviously right now, you know, exhibits and galleries aren't quite the option, but uh, what do I, what have other people expressed? What, what feelings do you get from other people's work is also therapeutic. And um or it can mean looking at your own work in a new way or looking at your own work more closely that you've done in the past and just sort of letting it wash over you and see where it goes. Right. Well, this comes back back to the art as communication idea. So if we're looking at other people's art, they're communicating with us and we're responding to it and we can respond with our own art. Yeah, it's a conversation. I think we did a podcast about that. <laughs> We did, yeah. <laughs> Among many. <laughs> um, so the last thing I wanted to reference here was this interesting article I read, and I just came across it online, but it was in Scientific American. And the title of it was, you know, a little um, academic, but it was called Post-Traumatic Growth, Finding Meaning and Creativity in Adversity. And it's quite a long article, and we can put a link to it on our on our um, notes. But it is pointing out the importance of um, when you have this stuff happen in your life, and and they're talking about any traumatic event, but it's it's definitely um, updated as well to cover the COVID epidemic, and it points out the importance of acknowledging and working through traumatic events as important 
in order to eventually see any creative gain from them. Um, and the, it's, a, it's a kind of a compilation of different studies. So the author is Scott Barry Kaufman, and he's pulling together various sources that show that a lot of people that experience trauma, um, they not only stay resilient and handle things, but they actually thrive when it's over um, creatively. And so he pointed out uh, some of the effects of what has been called post-traumatic growth. It's like post-traumatic growth syndrome include um, a greater appreciation of life, um, finding new purpose, stronger relationships, increased compassion, increased spiritual development, and creativity. So especially that last one is is important for what we're talking about here, but that the effects are only seen when a person has confronted and worked through the trauma rather than avoiding it and rather than avoiding any negative um, emotions around it. So actually experiencing this stuff and facing it and using it as fodder when you're in the middle of it seems to be the most, uh, a very healthy way of dealing with it and having a good result in the end. So like once you've kind of processed it and moving on to these more elevated um, uh, states of mind in the aftermath, as you said, this will end someday. Um, and that there's also um, greater creativity from being forced to break old habits, needing to find new ways of doing things, and basically just being... Um, shaken up, which can have a negative feeling in the moment. But um, I think a lot of people that I've been reading about online or um, in emails are experiencing this being shaken up thing right now as difficult, but perhaps potentially good in their work. Um, so it, it, it's a long article. It's got a lot of different stuff in it, but I found it really interesting in that it, it's offering um, some kind of you know positive light at the end of all this that we we will have grown we'll we will have grown as people and as artists for having gone through this right well and if you look at kind of the cycles of history there's always periods of um, of contraction or uh, stress. And then they are followed by periods of expansion, mm-hmm. and it's this. There, there is kind of a, a boom and bust, and it, it happens both in the economy and in society at large and in culture. Um, but if we look at World War One and the Spanish Flu, which is kind of maybe analogous to what we're going through right now, yes, um, it was followed by the the Roaring Twenties, uh-huh. um, and then of course we have World War Two and the Great Depression. But then we have the baby boom and mm-hmm. you know the the technological and and musical revolutions of the fifties and sixties, right? And um, and the so it's there's abstract expressionism, which was correct. expressive, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So there, these are times of, of immense stress, but they're also uh, times of, of creativity. Um, they're times when um, we'll, we find out what we're truly made of and, and, it's, um, it's, and that can be. Yeah. And it's so hard when you're in the middle of it and you just, yeah. you don't see, you don't see the end and you don't see what good could come of any of it. So of course it's extremely tragic and there's a lot of terrible things going on. Yeah. And absolutely. And that's, but that's a stuff that, you know, as an individual, if you can in some way process it through your work, um, 
you know, you are confronting it. You're not just saying this is not happening, la, la, la. Uh, and there may be people in that state of mind, that bubble, that are perfectly happy and producing art, but they may not be the ones at the end of it all that have come up, have will be able to grow because it's been shutting all that out. And right. I guess the point of this article is that I'm talking about is letting it in. You have to you have to uh, deal with it in some way, and um, yeah, it's a world we live in right you gotta now. Got to experience it, yeah. Um, and 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 I think a big part of experiencing this whole thing is um, in recognizing uh, the need for mutual aid for. Uh, communities to come together and for friends and families to come together and to help each other out. And we've seen some incredible things happen as a result of that in the art community. Um, you know, I immediately think of of MJ with her uh, art course for, for kids that mm -hmm. are stuck at home that she's putting out on Facebook. Yeah, there's a lot of things people are doing. It It is a, an incredible blossoming of people figuring out ways to to do this um you know and i i i kind of i wanted to repeat that quote from my friend mima in italy that um she said at the end of her email it is very difficult to cultivate our being alive in the present situation but we know that making art is resilience in itself and affirms a human capacity to deal with the brutality of life um i just it's it, that's a tough statement but i find it uplifting it's like we can do this, you know, this is, we, we love it when life is easy um, and things are flowing along, but but forever people have had to deal with really difficult things and art has always survived um, and changed, as you say. Right. Yeah. And, and when things are e easy, that doesn't necessarily make us better as people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the hard times that, that make us, that, that force us to improve. And, yeah. uh, I, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really rough when you're going through it. Um, and I don't want to diminish that at all. No. And there's a, there's a lot of tragedy that's happening right now, but there's also, there's hope and there's a light at the end of the tunnel and there's human affirmation. Mm-hmm. And, and I think something about the fact that we're all experiencing this at once, I mean, it's, we have our personal tragedies, um, and I, I've spoken with artists who have been through personal tragedies. We did an uh, interview early on with an artist, um, Stephanie Dalton, who had experienced the death of her husband, and she was very open talking about what she'd been through with that. So, you know, artists have always incorporated these personal tragedies into their work and, and realize how they affect them. This one is really different. I mean, it, it is global, and... Um, we're all experiencing it in somewhat different ways, uh, but the fact that it's universal is is pretty profound. Nobody is uh, unaware of this, and um, the fact that it's also personal and individual means that's how it that's what we bring to our own work. I think, uh, but it connects with other people because we're we're all going through this. So it's a very unique time, and um, I don't know. We do what we can with it, but um, hopefully some of these insights will be helpful. And I, I definitely I'd recommend reading um, the article that I cited. Well, do you have any final thoughts? I thought what I would do at the end is is read um, just read another quote from Barbara Bagan from her 
email that she sent me uh, because I think it sums up a lot. And she wrote, Art plays a variety of therapeutic roles. Throughout history, when going through intense experiences, especially where there are anxieties around mortality and what life really means, people turn to art. They turn to making art and beholding art. Accepting this current situation, even though we do not like it, and rejuvenating ourselves in whatever ways we are comfortable with, and creating again, are what artists do. I couldn't say it better. (laughs) All right. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please check out www.messystudiopodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. For more from Rebecca Kroll, please check out www.rebeccacroll.com and www.squeegeepress.com and sign up for the email lists to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. The Messy Studio Podcast is a core publication management production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.